Bucky Cutright knows where all the ghosts are in Columbus and other unearthly things. Too much? Tonight on Whiskey Business. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis, and welcome once again to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Here we are in the scariest month of the year, October, and it is a scary month. Actually, the whole year has been kind of scary, but October is when we focus on the scary. And yes, lots to be afraid of in the midst of a pandemic, my friends, in the midst of a potential second wave coming our way. People already, once again, starting to hoard and and, and get toilet paper and paper towels and stockpile on groceries. There's lots of things to be scared of. Absentee ballots that might not count. A Saved by the Bell reboot. Oh, it's scary out there, folks. It's really scary. And tonight, as we do every October, we try to bring you a podcast that has a little bit of scare and a little bit of fright into it. Um, Tonight... From ColumbusGhostStores.com is Bucky Cutright, co-founder and creator of Columbus Ghost Tours, the man who knows literally where all the bodies are buried <laughs> in, in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm curious about other things as well that he's involved in. So uh, we're looking forward to a, a, a fun little podcast tonight and to try to stay in the spirit with our guest bottle mm-hmm. this evening. I know nothing about this whiskey whatsoever. In fact, it comes from an undisclosed distillery. I don't know why. Maybe they don't (laughs) want to lay claim to it. It is Spirits of the Apocalypse, the Walking Dead Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, It retails between $15.99 and $19.99 a bottle. Uh, It's it's up there. It's a 94. Yeah, 94 proof, I think. Before it was all said and done, even I'll when I had my glasses on. Yeah. Uh, you, you and, do have uh, your glasses on. <laughs> supposedly, I, I've not even tried it yet. Supposedly has hints of toffee and caramel in the mix. So, and some people say for the price, it's a, it's, it, it's not a bad sip. But <laughs> for tonight, we just thought it was appropriate to get something kind of, kind of kitschy and in the spirit so to speak. So, yeah, that's our guest bottle for tonight. Uh, Spirits of the, Apoc- the Apocalypse, The Walking Dead. Before we get to Bucky, uh, can't do the podcast without, of course, the great video skills of John Whitney. There, there, there is. There's the thumb. <laughs> and, of course, uh, the audio prowess of Greg Hansberry, right. who, who's going to do some of the business before we get started. That's right. Uh, check us uh, out all of our archive episodes at whiskeybusinesspod.com. Uh, the videos and, and blogs and everything from Dino are all right there. So uh, that's a g- great place to start. Uh, for the audio uh, folks out there, uh, download your favorite podcasting app and find us and subscribe right there. Um, Audible, uh, a- uh, Amazon, so Spotify, I- I- iTunes, iTunes all, all of them. Uh, all of them. SoundCloud. 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 <laughs> tune, tune in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All uh, of them. Quibi. Yeah. Not quibby yet. Not quibby um, <laughs> whiskey business is also uh, on YouTube. Uh, whiskey business with Dino Tripodis. Yeah, uh, where subscribe. you can watch the remarkable videos that John Whitney uh, puts together That's for it, that, us. Exactly and right. For those of you, uh, a big thanks also to Beth Burrows, um, who recently joined us on our old Overholt podcast for whiskey business. But then I got the pleasure of being part of her porch chat 
down at the Jim Beam Distillery. She was on her porch, and I was on my porch, and we chatted for an hour on her Instagram show. And uh, you can go back and check that out, too. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So thank you to Beth Burrows and, and Jim Beam for having me on as a guest. We had a, a good time as we get into the spookiness of this evening. Welcome, everybody. Bucky Cutright. B- Bucky, Bucky's your real name? Uh, sure, yes. yes. Bucky, Bucky, really? <laughs> yes. You were named Bucky? Um, for uh, our purposes today, sure. What, so why, <laughs> why, would, why, why would Bucky be a, well, a, a, a good name for a, a ghost tour person? Well, um, Out of all the Scooby-Doo names you could have picked... Why yeah. Bucky? Act, well, I'm, my real name is Ernest, and uh, Ooh, Ernest, yeah, Ernest, that's got a little bit of an old school feel to it. It, it, it is. It's kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was a little too old school. And I think after I was uh, born, my parents realized that I was a compulsive liar, so they had to uh, change it. That didn't really fit. Um, <laughs> Are you a compulsive? Liar? No, that's not is true. I'm supposed that's to listen? an example of how. Uh, okay. No, I'm not actually uh, a riddle within the conundrum, oh, uh, but. I'm from a town called Buchanan, West Virginia, that was named after an Indian chief, Bakongahannon, and uh, given a name, Ernest, to a baby. That just didn't seem quite right to my grandparents, so they decided I should probably go by something different. And I, they imagined I'd be a Buckeye, a quarterback here, and uh, I they kind of melded those together and arrived at Bucky as a nickname and from Bucky. the time I was born. Yeah, All right. It's a cool name. Thanks. It's cool name. And cut right is your real name. Yes, right. that's it. Yeah, okay. yeah. They they, they kind of go together. <laughs> they really they really kind of do go together for what you do, which is a, a creator and co-founder of Columbus Ghost Tours. Yes. How long has that been in existence? Uh, since 2012. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we started it um, as uh, something just for friends and. Uh, so many people wanted to go that very first year we had to do three or four of them to fit everyone on a bus and every place we went folks were asking for a business card so it was sort of something that was just meant to be a kind of fun little thing for my extended family and it turned into a this (laughs) and i would imagine october would be your your busy month but Mm. this is something that goes around all all year long yeah i do it all year long now yeah so yeah um columbus has a uh pretty thriving um tourism industry despite even the pandemic you know uh just being kind of centrally located on the east coast we're a pass-through city and uh i yeah well i imagine with something like a ghost tour where people can uh you're outside and you're going to other locations you could do the safe distancing and yeah everybody can mask up if they choose mm-hmm. to we are once again mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. Uh, doing our part the safe distance as well well uh, even we even the staycations and stuff is a good idea yeah. you know i mean people are checking out stuff in their backyard that they that are we never did that's yeah. what we did we went yeah. out to checking out stuff in their backyard Dun, maybe things dun, are in their dun. backyard. Maybe they are. Dun, right? dun, maybe, dun. maybe they're not. Bar- well, they live not too far away from let, a let's, cemetery. Let's let's right? let's start with where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. We're in Clintonville, mm-hmm. and Clintonville supposedly has uh, uh, a, a bit of haunting yes. to it. Yes. Yeah, so that's as I said. You have a patch of woods right over here that was once a cemetery. Right? They might not have. Mm-hmm necessarily dug everybody up um, right uh, that seems to usually be the case that there's a bone or two left around um, uh, Clintonville does have some uh, relatively well-known ghost stories in Columbus the Walhalla Ravine is a an, the Mooney Mansion is, the Mooney Mansion yeah is a very very well-known one because uh, well um, now the 
it's a bit of an urban legend, actually. There was a the, the Mooney Mansion. There was a um, Doctor Mooney and his wife who lived in the mansion uh, until the 1950s, and uh, they died of old age in the 70s. But the legend says that. Uh, he snapped one day, and of course he did. Yeah. He went mad. He went mad. He went mad. He, he, he went snapped. Completely mad, <laughs> and he uh, grabbed an axe and chopped up his <sighs> children and his wife, and then committed suicide. And uh, <laughs> that's the urban legend. That's way better than old age. Well, yeah. well, yes, it is. Uh, you know, bursitis and um, that sort of thing. But <laughs> the. Now the story, the ghost stories say that you know you can see his children's reflection in the creek going down Walhalla Ravine on moonlit nights. Um, he will uh, kick his wife's severed head down the stairs uh, with an axe in his hand. We actually have a T-shirt that we had a local artist, uh, Linda Howard, design with uh, that image on it. And to keep with the uh, <laughs> keep with the um, the Columbus, Ohio theme, she gave the uh, the wife's head. Uh, uh, she made her Wendy. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So yeah, so it's we have good a, to yeah. inject a little local humor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are the, all these different. There, there's a rumor that there, or a legend that there was a uh, statue of the wife in the in the mansion's garden, and it would bleed where she had been hacked, and all these sorts of things. Now, obviously, that I, I started right off telling you that is not true. Um, but it's a. What? It's well, I mean, it's. It's a bit of local color, you know, and and, and um, uh, it just so happens that in 1918, about a mile directly south as the crow flies from Mooney Mansion, a guy named Forrest Bigelow, an insurance agent, had had it with his mother-in-law, who had been meddling in his marriage. And, Very familiar with that. <laughs> COVID's a rough time, right? <laughs> For a lot of relationships. So he, uh, yeah, he... Um, Paid all his bills. Um, uh, it was February of 1918. Uh, he lived on Norwich. Uh, I won't mention the address in case the current residents don't know, <laughs> but I'm sure they do. But um, uh, yeah, he uh, spent the night sharpening an axe and he chopped off his seven year old daughter Annabelle's head. Uh, his wife, what did she do? Head. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know. I thought you were going to tell me he went after the mother-in-law. Uh, he did. Okay. She, she was the last one, and oh. uh, but she lived about a block away. So he, he uh, chopped his daughter's head off, his wife's head off. Uh, he went up the street to um, chop his uh, mother-in-law's head off. Uh, his sister-in-law answered the door. He chopped her head off and then waited for the mother-in-law to come down the stairs and hacked her uh, neck uh, twice with an axe, and maybe this is a testament to why he did what he did, but it didn't kill her. It didn't, even, <laughs> didn't phase her barely at all. So, um, uh, you know. She lived? Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. Well, I but, mean, also, he just, how, yeah, many, how many that, people did he hack before that? Stamina. Yeah, probably just, tired. Yeah, he yeah. might have been a little <laughs> a little fatigued. A little axe murder fatigue. Yeah, a little axe fatigued. Yeah. Wow. And that's a true story. That's a true story. And that and that happened in 1918. So it's, you know, a lot of these ghost stories, even though you have these urban legends, um, you can usually, if you trace the history, you can pin it to some true event and isn't that, that interesting that night isn't 1918 when when uh, when when we had the last pandemic as mm, well yes it is so yeah that's that's it kind was of a stressful time yeah, yeah stressful yeah. time we'll have to i'm going to keep my 
uh, eyes peeled on the newspapers. Yeah, no the, kidding. This right. winter and see. Oh, I've I've talked to a lot of people that I that I've seen that are that are snap ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one mother-in-law <laughs> uh, cross look. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> like I don't have an axe, but if yeah. I had, you know, yeah, I know a lot of people that are if about ready to see at the hardware store. Uh-huh. If she doesn't say this turkey's the moistest <laughs> she's ever tasted. <laughs> So obviously, to get into this yeah, type of you know. of business, mm-hmm. you have to have uh, initially an interest, right? I mean, where did where did mm-hmm. your where did your first inclination and interest in this in this type of world come okay, from? Okay, well, um, uh, I get asked that question a lot, actually, and I have to say, uh, when I was uh, about three and a half, four years old, I found. I learned that my father was a carpenter and that meant that he built things. And the very first thing I said to him was great. I'd like a graveyard out front, you know, go, can you build some tombstones? It's, it's just always been a part of my psyche. Uh, now, <laughs> why? I, Where? Well, I, How? Uh, it has to be seated someplace. Well, well, the, I grew up in West Virginia and, and, and the Appalachian mountains were, populated and, and settled by these scotch irish and they brought their traditions of you know ghosts and goblins and omens and signs and that sort of stuff with them so it was always growing up it was pretty much commonplace to hear these stories like oh you know bird flu in our house someone's gonna die that sort of thing or that you don't <laughs> okay. you don't what, go what, up this what, road what is, so i don't mean to stop you there yeah. but what, what is that because 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 i've heard both i've heard mm-hmm. a bird flies in your house someone's gonna die mm-hmm. i heard a bird flies in your house it's good luck yeah, I've heard both. Well, I've only ever heard the death one, but uh, but um, I'm I'm glad that you've had some optimism injected into that tradition. <laughs> I, I, I I couldn't say where those things come from, but you know, it's just old old Europe legends. It you is know? it is old Europe, uh, but that's uh, but I mean those were the things when I was a kid. People would talk about these places being, you know, haunted. I. Uh, I grew up and and there was such a storytelling tradition um, in the Appalachian mountains. You know, I would hear from grannies and and old men. My my grandfather, when I was a teenager, he was in his mid eighties, and he would tell me about turning the corner uh, on the road that led to our house and seeing a man with a head under his arms. You know, his own head and that sort of thing. So it's I I just heard all these stories, and uh, over the years, I, it seems I picked up a little bit of that art of storytelling from listening to them and uh the interest in the supernatural and and, th- and that that sort of wondrous and uh and scary sort of so reality is, they might is it a fascination yeah. with it or mm-hmm. is there an actual belief in it as well that that encourages the fast the fascination that you have well i try to be a pretty uh um pragmatic person and, right. and not you know I, i'm i'm I encounter the people that wear capes and eyeshadow and see ghosts and spirits and every little activity, but I, that's not, I try to be pretty realistic about things and not uh, jump the gun whenever mm-hmm. odd stuff happens. But I, I have to say over the course of doing these tours and in, in, in my life, I've had some experiences that have certainly been unexplainable. And Do you think that when you have a fascination for this type of work, this type of field, and an open mind mm-hmm. and an open heart. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that encourages things <laughs> to come your way? That's an excellent question. I actually, uh, 
when I started doing the tours, I doing research, you know, I had um, uh, read some stuff that mentioned how when you start really focusing on these sorts of things, you draw attention from the other mm-hmm. side. And yeah, I started having things happen in my house. Uh, like, well, one of the most notable ones that's and was jarring, and it's not particularly unnerving in a, under the warm bar lights of a backyard, you know, tavern, <laughs> outdoor tavern. But uh, I was at home and I was writing um, an article uh, about a ghost, uh, you know, a ghost story. And I was sitting on my living room couch. And as soon as I submitted it to like publish it, hit enter, there was a, a remote control monster truck that someone had given me as a Christmas present years earlier that I'd kind of just shoved in the corner of the living room and forgotten about. And it just went and flew across the living room floor. And this thing had not been touched in years. It hadn't, you would have to turn the remote control on, you know, you would have to uh, yeah. turn Those, the, They're a pain in the ass. I can't even get them to work when I want them to. But, but, this, <laughs> but it was completely unexplainable. And it was, it, it was jarring uh, at the moment. I, I have to admit, I, mm-hmm. there was a bit. Startled of, you. There was an eep. <laughs> you know, to, <laughs> to put it mildly. An eep. I've never heard it described as an eep. No. There was one uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, from Toto to my scalp. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I had that happen. Um, one of the more uh, disturbing ones was, I, I think it was about four years ago. I um, This was when I was just doing these seasonally. And it was right around the beginning of October and preparing for, you know, fall and getting ready for the ghost tours. One morning I stepped out onto my back uh, deck with a cup of coffee and, had a sip and did a stretch, and when I looked up, there was a uh, footprint on the ceiling of my porch, and that's about 10 feet up, and it's just one single footprint, and it's got this, uh, it looks sort of like a hybrid between a human foot and a, a paw, and <laughs> it's still there. And just one. Yeah, just one. It's, uh, yeah, that was a little unnerving. Um, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. It's, it's, it's faded over the... You know, but um, but it was at the time. I'm not it was a, fresh. Yeah, but I have a photo of it. Was it bleeding? Bleeding? Was it bleeding? Was it a bloody footprint? It's a, just, it's a dusty footprint. It's a dusty footprint. Now, <laughs> whoever 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 created that had been in the um and had been in the in the garden. I think. Right. <laughs> I love it. But, or something was in the and it only had one leg. Uh huh. One foot. It was uh, pogoing. Wow. <laughs> All right, Columbus Ghost Tours. I mean, uh, it, it, uh, there's a lot of things I want to get into, mm-hmm. a lot of things that you guys do, and I, I want to give them as much equal time as possible and then also dig into some of the of the things that you're involved with aside from uh, the, the tours as well. Um, you do a variety of things. So when you go on a Columbus Ghost Tour, how many different tours are available to go on? At this current time, uh, we're down to uh, two. Uh, two. We have we have others. Um, uh, we started as a tavern tour, a historic tavern tour, and we've had people on that have discussed some of the scary tavern stories uh-huh. uh, in the past. Yes, uh, we we've heard about what formerly was the jury room. Mm-hmm. We've heard that story on the podcast. Hansberry just recently took your tour and, that, yes. and he was he was raving about oh, it. Oh that's said great. It was, nice. it was, said it was yeah. awesome. He had a great time. So um and I've been I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've been on some ghost tours mm-hmm. in various parts of the country. I was uh in one in, in Tennessee uh that down in Pigeon Forge mm-hmm. and it would it 
bored the mm-hmm. shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. We were at the, we were, you know, I know it looks like a 7 Eleven, y'all, but years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yes, indeed. You know, yeah. there, there was and like, okay, you know, and we're watching people going in and out and getting Slurpees. And I'm like, okay. But then again, I, uh, another one in, in Charleston, you know, where. South Carolina. South Carolina, mm-hmm. which uh, was, was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And. Um, we, you know, we actually got to go through a cemetery and so forth. So uh, they've been hit and miss, and I don't know what it is exactly that I'm, I'm looking for. Or do what, do people have an expectation well, when me, they go on these tours? Just before you start, I, my and not to interrupt, but not to blow smoke up your ass, but he, Bucky, you were a great storyteller and a great Thank host, yeah. and I think that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. Is I felt like we could go there. We could spend another four hours there, and yeah. you could just keep going around and around and telling all the different stories. Yes. So not to answer your question for Bucky, but I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the character. Uh, you know, I, I would what, say that. I would, of, say, that, I would your, say that the host is probably oh, oh, a huge part of it. Absolutely does. I mean, that's I travel. When, whenever I travel, I always take ghost tours because I, and have, have you been on some lame ones um yes i yeah, have yeah right and 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 uh you know it's it really has to do a lot with i believe the um the passion that the uh the guide has right, for yeah. the subject right. matter and and what they bring to the to the tour and i'm very fortunate in that uh my capacity for these sorts of stories and my love of them seems uh, endless. You know, sometimes when you do something over and over and over again, you start to get really, really tired you, of it. You, you get into and, a, and I have to admit when I began doing these uh, and in October, it would just be ghost story, ghost story uh, day in, day out. And I would get really bored with it. And I sort of broke through this barrier where I got to the point where I'm just endlessly fascinated. And, and even with the stories that I'm telling, over and over and over again over the years i they still they're interesting to me every I, I, time. I guess that's that would be the key ingredient to any storyteller mm-hmm. if you still have the enthusiasm mm-hmm. and, and yeah. the excitement and the passion yeah. to tell the story uh then you're going to be effective mm-hmm. in what you do so give us one give us give us a good ghost story something that we might come across if uh, a little tidbit if you will if we were on the columbus ghost tour where would we go and what would we see and or what might intrigue people to actually hop on this tour and 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 hear one of the one of the more eerie i mean i gotta be honest with you the insurance salesman was a good one right out of the gate (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, but but and and the fact that the moonies the dr mooney story if that's uh, that's urban legend but still fascinating because i had to start from somewhere yes someone started it and someone carried it on through the years where it's still a story today yeah so but i want to know about some actual so first of all do you believe in ghosts well i started these as a way to introduce people to local history and local businesses okay and uh i felt that doing so through ghost stories would keep it intriguing and and it would it would hit a wider audience than if i was just doing a history tour right Uh, and um it didn't take very long for me to start these uh, or start doing these until I began to have experiences or I would find during through research things that were coming from people from completely different walks of life who would never encounter one another that were having the exact same experience in the exact same locations. And uh, it seemed to really verify, you know, these these stories for me. And, yeah, there have been so many uh, different fantastic ones I've heard over the years and and things I've actually experienced when I've been doing tours occasionally. That's uh, 
Yeah, turned me into a bit of a believer. I don't know what ghosts are. I can't, you know, there's no way, way to explain it's, uh, that. We, we've discussed this uh, every yeah. October. We've had this mm-hmm. this same conversation. People ask me if I believe in ghosts. I don't know if I believe in ghosts. I believe in, in, in energy. Yeah. I believe in, 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 you know, that there's energy out there that might could be interpreted as being a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my daughter, who's currently living with me, believes in ghosts. She claims to have seen ghosts yes. in, in my house. My friend... Uh, uh, Ralph Scott, who we had on the podcast last year. Ralphie has been seeing mm-hmm. dead people since he was six years of age. Yeah. And we had him on the podcast last year. And he just recently, uh, when he was here visiting, uh, sensed some bad mojo in my house, mm-hmm. for lack of a better description. And just this past Sunday, saged the place up. Just went in and mm-hmm. and, and and spread sage and did his... His uh his prayers throughout the yeah. entire house to yeah. to to cleanse it. Hide your axe. I don't have an axe, but I have some very sharp knives. Uh. I have some very sharp knives in uh-huh. various locations yeah. of the home. Mm. Uh, yeah. A mic stand. <laughs> very blunt to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, he had a spatula. It took forever. <laughs> you done yet? You done yet? She, Ow. Yeah, Ow. She, she, she's perfect on both sides. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a lot of the people that I um, get stories from. Yeah, they're they're very level-headed, just normal people. You know, it's right. not... And, and there is no way I can discount... I mean, people are having experiences without a doubt. And, you know, someone... Uh, might say oh it's just in their head but uh so is so is love so is uh time those are mental constructs that that we don't that we don't question that right 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 right. so why why do people get so pissed off (laughs) and and people really do sometimes with with the idea that someone might believe in ghosts you know um it's really it's really something else but so you do believe Yes. 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 And that's fine. Yeah. And I'm not judging. I mean, yeah, I'm like not judging. A, not, I, well, I'm not. I, it, I don't. I, I. I do believe that the people are having these experiences, and there are things that are occurring. I can't say what they are. Like I said, you know. But yeah, it's stuff happens. So tell me one of the more fascinating stories. Well, that that that, that are that is uh, seated right here in Columbus, Ohio. Um. Well, there there are so so many. Um, What's the one that intrigues you the most? Oh. I know that's that's like trying to pick a favorite whiskey for me, but yeah, you know it, yeah. it's, it's hard to do. But um, it, I, I'm sure before you came over here tonight, you probably had a couple rattling through your brain that you were going to share with us. Well, um, you know, th- there's a there are a, a lot that really really um, intrigue me. I, one uh, place that always just um, I, that I'm so time after time enthralled by is uh, the boathouse at Confluence Park. Which is it's um it's a relatively modern building compared to we go to a lot of these uh, more historic taverns and stuff, and it has the most activity and always the most bizarre and just eerie things going on. <laughs> um, you know, there was a uh, manager shortly before it closed um, for all this going on, who was uh, shutting down one night, and it's a very large building. And rather than go from ballroom to ballroom to ballroom, turning off the lights, he just was shutting them off by the breaker in the kind of the entryway. And 
When he was doing this, he started to hear a chuckle, a giggle coming from towards the <laughs> bar area and dining room. And there was one server there with him. There were the only two in the building. Her name was Ray. And he said, Ray, is that you? And he heard this giggle come in a little bit further back in the dining room from its original source. Uh, an adult giggle? A yes, childish it, giggle? It was, well, he said it, she, she was a young girl. Okay. So, so, you know, right. it, was a, but it, was, it, was, it was a giggle. And it was, it was high-pitched. <laughs> but he uh, continued a little bit further. He heard it again. He continued a little bit further. He heard it again. And he got to this one point uh, near one of the fireplaces. And he could see the um, entire dining area there. But it was pitch black. You know, all the lights had turned off already. And he knew that she had to be in there playing a game or a trick on him. You know, and he said, Ray, you're in here. I know you're in here. Just, you know come on, let's go. And he said, right then he heard this giggle <laughs> right behind his ear. <laughs> and he turned around and ran out of the place. Um, I love know. the fact that I can still get a chill. I got yeah. a chill. I yeah. got a chill on that one. Right yeah. in the back of your ear. Yeah, it uh. was. It was right behind him. Oh, and and actually, uh, he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, um, ended up being at the point where he, like when that first happened, that was just you know about a year ago. So uh, if we happened to be doing a tour and I would see him walking through, I'd ask him to share it. So it was coming from the horse's mouth. Right, you right, know? right. And uh, for the guest. And he did that twice. And uh, then he stopped because one of the times, like right after he did it, uh, he uh, told the story. And then he went into this area where there was a, a coffee machine. And uh, as he was walking by it, the hose flew off and started spraying water all over him. And the next time he told the story, he went into the office and the computer started doing this crazy malfunctioning and uh, just all sorts of like, uh, like that sort of whenever he, uh, the old like virus stuff right, with right, the right, numbers right, right, and yeah, things yeah, yeah, moving yeah. around. And he was like, okay, I'll never tell that story again. <laughs> um, you're going to have to do it. Uh, so that is spooky. Cause you think of like a contemporary, like uh, building or something. Oh, I'm safe. Yeah. You know, there's well, nothing here that, that and that place is very effective in um, frightening our guest. And I think yeah. it, it has to do with like Freud's uh, notion of the uncanny. It's something that's familiar and doesn't, feel like it should be creepy. Right. Well, let me uh, let me get there that makes it worse. Let me backtrack right. a little <laughs> bit. Should be safe that here. that yeah. being a fairly new place mm. and then, you know, everything that's that's haunted, you know, stereotypically gets associated with an old place. Mm -hmm. Um in your opinion, what brings in these 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 energies these in that particular location or in that particular location or any location for that matter. well i don't know i mean is I, there something unsettled in that particular space there, from years before or you know like this old house this house was built in 1935 mm -hmm. and the story that we've shared on this podcast is that it occasionally it is visited by the original owner mm -hmm. uh the the bill who 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 used to live in it and, and occasionally makes his presence known from time to time and there have been things that i i that friends have experienced in the house that mm -hmm. that I've experienced in the house that I can't completely explain and I and I write it off to like I said those energies or a ghost if you will whatever mm -hmm. the case might be my daughter claims to have seen an old man sitting at the foot of my bed one time bill you know, bill could have been bill you know whatever <laughs> yeah. the case might be I thought it was maybe my grandfather the way she mm -hmm. described him but you know I don't know what bill looked like back then back in the day yeah but yeah so what is it that what is it that in that uh invites an energy or or a spirit into a particular place well you know i in paranormal research there's different types of hauntings uh 
if so so going beyond just like are do ghosts exist or not there's like oh yes they exist and here's a classification system um there are crisis ghosts which are um you know crisis ghosts crisis ghosts and these would be an example of this would be uh you know you wake up in the middle of the night and your grandmother's uh standing at the foot of your bed and going Dig me up. Grandpa killed me. Check my neck. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> no, doy. Classic grandma. Uh, yeah, okay, wow. Yeah, that's a, classic grandma. This happens, actually. There was, a, there was a very famous uh, story in, in, in West Virginia, the Greenbrier Ghost, where a, um, uh, a woman was, um, uh, she died and was buried, and then she her ghost continually appeared uh, to her mother, and her mother uh, put uh, petitioned a judge into digging her up and they found that her husband had indeed murdered her uh that was only uh, well the, that was the <laughs> that was the um first time a, the testimony of a ghost was actually used in a court case get the, the hell out the second time was when uh, lionel richie's ex-wife uh, uh said that the ghost of uh, michael jackson came to her and told uh her that joseph conrad the doctor who prescribed the um uh uh, fentanyl lethal, lethal dose, that yeah. was innocent so that's the only other time that, that, that was actually used this testimony yeah yeah i don't so, recall yeah, that yeah, but yeah. It, it, wow mm-hmm. okay so so <laughs> but yeah but that's a crisis ghost you know um where they're returning from the dead to kind of right or wrong or something uh and there are that is something that is i have to say over all cultures and um since the beginning of recorded time people have been having these experiences where they encounter um someone that maybe a relative you know uh that's far away and then they find out the next day that that person was had died you know so i so that's a really fascinating i had an aunt that uh experienced that once saw her her uh grandfather in her yard when she was at her sink doing dishes and she uh got a call like two minutes later that he had uh, died um so that's a crisis ghost then there are poltergeists which are a relatively um you know that uh, science seems to be uh leaning towards the fact that this is a legitimate human ability where uh, someone going through a really intense amount of uh angst and and uh, turmoil has this uh ability to project and uh and manipulate the environment around them without so you're telling me uh, that it's not really a poltergeist it's the actual person almost every poltergeist case is associated with a um usually it's a, a teenage uh female sometimes it's a boy though uh, and but, it's a and it's the and it's the teenage female or the boy that's actually causing the manifestation yes you, it's like uh, the, telekinesis type yeah of it thing? is it yeah, is like telekinesis like and it's it's usually it's usually uh up um it's it's pubescence uh as they're going through the uh, through the change wow. they that's when all Dude, these straight up carry it is it's straight up carry yeah. but i've never heard that before it I've is heard that poster guys could be mischievous or evil or, or the case it, might it, be it, but it, you're telling me that it's actually a manifestation from the person themselves yes i've never yeah. heard that before. yeah there was actually there was a famous case here in columbus uh, tina resch a girl um uh, just not far from here she was an adopted uh young girl and she started having all these crazy things happen and there was a dispatch uh um photographer that caught her you know like um like phones flying off the hooks the cradles and things like that um uh, her case was a pretty sad one she didn't end up doing so well her um husband uh murdered her daughter and she ended up getting prison time for it but it, but there's just all these really really different um type poltergeist uh 
Crisis Ghost, uh, Residual Hauntings. Those are bullshit. Oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake! I saw him walking up. I saw him walking up. up for the people on the podcast. <laughs> our buddy Chip walking up right I behind saw, me. I saw the corner of my eyes. We're talking walking about the ghost. I saw a dark specter in a mask. I went, <laughs> "It's either a ghost or it's Chip." What the fuck? I can't miss this year's Halloween. That's good, man. We'll pull up a chair. You're missing a lot. We'll get you a pour. <laughs> we'll get you. That was the easiest scare I ever had. <laughs> yeah. Boy, All right, so target. You 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 came in at a good time. He's about target. to discuss residual. Here's a glass for you, Chip. Yeah. Residual hauntings, mm-hmm. which I would imagine. Oh, thanks. Which Greg. I would imagine is is more in line with what happens here. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, the idea of that. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. For me, is um that a. Uh, an experience embeds itself in the environment and then sort of echoes, uh, you know, like a um, walking into a room after someone who's had way too much cologne or perfume has, you know, after they've left, you can s- still smell it. Uh, right. Um, that sort of yeah, thing. I've heard of that cigars or c- uh, cigarettes. Well, yeah. So yeah. smoke is a, something there, you know, there's a, the residual hauntings are, uh, those are probably the most common where it is. It's just sort of like a, a a, a bit of a building or or any physical spaces history a location that seems to be stuck the story there. when we when we first had somebody in this is back when I was on on the radio and we first had somebody on we did a show we did a morning show from here I don't know if you're the producer at that time or not no, I don't was, think you that were was BG it Greg. was okay it was uh, it was before Greg mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, she focused on this person. Bill, uh, who um, I'm okay here. and and she said that and and Bill would get up. Bill was apparently was a very social person, and I'm a very social person. So when people were in the house, Bill was happy. When people weren't in the house, is when Bill would get upset. Yeah. And there were periods of time where you know I was busy doing other things, and and the house wasn't as social as it normally would be, and that's when Bill would would rise up and you know yeah. and bill liked the fact that people were over here smoking and drinking and da 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 and yeah. carrying on but then he would he would like you know where's everybody at and that's when he would raise a little bit of a ruckus <laughs> see that's a, that's fascinating there, there's a uh, i think it's um uh the farnham house it's a it's a um now it used to be a restaurant and a museum but it's up uh in northeastern ohio and yeah apparently they have the same sort of thing where the ghosts really like parties so if you want to uh investigate this place and get some activity you have to put on the paper hat and you know pop up in the bubbly and uh, uh so is there a category for like you know party hardy ghost uh there should be if there isn't <laughs> <laughs> but i have <laughs> is there is there a party ghost? Is there a good time ghost? There, there, there's, a, there. there's a crisis ghost. There's a residual yeah. hunting, there, 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 and then there, there, there's, there's just like let's get down to it, man. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Like, <laughs> gotta get happy. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, there there isn't technically one, but because like I, I always think you know, I always think about I think about some all the movies that I've seen growing yeah. up as a kid. I would I would actually welcome. Uh, uh, a drunk ghost that was still in my mm. my house that just yeah. showed up every now and again actually showed up and actually spoke to me on a regular basis yeah. you know that was just just kind of cool and eccentric and a ghost nobody would believe me well, but that would be so cool like that well, yeah. be so cool i well i i have a couple of talking points on this issue actually <laughs> excellent but i uh <laughs> yes you, you know i mean well, yes. well, well drunk ghost well, yeah well one thing i think that uh, you know 
for starts with that is uh, so many people that come on my tours and I think just are we're all conditioned to expect ghosts to be spooky and scary and right. trying to hurt you and scare you and demonic and all that sort of thing because that's what television has done but right. I and a lot of folks will you know tell me friends and stuff that oh I can't come on your tour because it'll be too scary I'm scared I'm like okay the, billions and billions of people have existed on this planet and the majority of them were relatively kind folks and death doesn't transform them into these malicious entities you know so the idea of a ghost just being there to scare you and harm you is uh, sort of ridiculous but uh yeah in terms of a uh, uh good time ghost you know uh not too far <laughs> from here one that I, I i so much wish would be a thing is um i've often uh fantasized that uh brazon the drag queen who got uh chopped to death by the um uh stripper in uh Clintonville. Wait, hold on. We yeah, gotta, you gotta take a back step up. back there. You're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. just rattling that off like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You I guys know, that. right? What? No, you're, you're, just, you're just rattling that off like. Uh, I'm, going, okay, I'm going to have to take your whiskey away and give you coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go feed here. No, I don't know about this story. <laughs> okay, so um, in the late 90s, there was a um a, a drag queen, Brazon, who uh, lived uh, nearby somewhat. And uh, she uh, had a um, stripper that um, I she was was gay for pay that she was apparently going to out and uh, one night he dressed as a ninja and he snuck into the house and chopped her up and uh it's it's a very nice uh suburban uh home and i always <laughs> picture right it is it, it is off of indianola and i always picture in uh, breeport um and i always picture the uh <laughs> this family you know um you know doing their na- normal thing and you know the moms right you know, uh, brushing her teeth in the bathroom and all of a sudden she hears this uh, husky old voice you know th- throw her a couple of really quick cutting uh, jabs so I think that would be fantastic <laughs> but apparently she's not haunting the place unfortunately um... so but that's but that would be a fun one now now in terms of uh, I think one yeah. that I think is a really great uh, uh, a boozy ghost is uh, this is a story I recently found and it's um it takes place in a little graveyard uh, out near Hebron, Ohio, about 45 minutes uh, east of here. In 1852, there was this guy named John Holmes uh, in Licking County. Uh, he was a surveyor, and he was very wealthy, a very successful surveyor, and he was um, very avant-garde for those times because he did not believe in God. He was an atheist. And... 1850s Ohio. Sure. That's yeah, sort that's, of a. Crazy, but yeah. but even though he didn't believe in the afterlife, he couldn't stand the notion that he would uh, decompose after dying. So he had this very elaborate uh, will written, and once he died, he was placed in this metal coffin and uh, taken to a crypt, and he they filled the uh, coffin with alcohol. And uh, oh, I love it. this. So yeah, so so yeah. One of the witnesses said it resembled more of a night at a saloon than a uh, you know burial, and um, he was buried there. And uh, after that, uh, he, he his wife was like, "I can't be buried in a a, a booze soaked." crypt with my husband so she got buried in the ground like outside of it uh, but his daughter uh, came to visit a couple years later and she happened to uh, kick the bucket while she was visiting so her um, her brothers and sisters had her um, uh, embalmed using a little more traditional or modern at the time plastic right. injection method and they were both daughter and father uh, side by side in this crypt and they had glass viewing windows which was a common thing uh, on uh, caskets in those okay. days and uh, 
Yeah, it was around 1902, I think. It was somewhere in that time frame that uh, some people had heard the stories about this, so they wanted to see for themselves, so they broke up in the crypt. And uh, sure, he was completely... Preserved? Preserved, yeah. You could see him just looking fine. Wow. uh, People, yeah, yeah, you know. People tell me I'm pickled now. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We're going to save our loved ones some money on uh, embalming whenever we're. Dino's not going to decompose. I'm not going to decompose at all, man. And if I I die before my my two producers, which is likely because they're much much younger than me, I am going to do everything in my power to come back as a fun, boozy. Ghost, right. uh, not to haunt you guys, but just it's still keep you company. Well, that's a, well. The funny thing about this guy is, is like after after his crypt was broken up and the family found out about it and they sealed it all up because they were really upset that people were like lining up to look at this guy's. And uh, the ghost stories are that pe- people traveling it's this little tiny road by the cemetery at night. They would uh, see this man with the transit you know the surveyor wandering through the cemetery and sometimes people would uh, be walking and uh, they'd hear the slosh slosh <laughs> slosh of wet footsteps following behind them of this uh uh you know boozed up a uh, corpse yeah, sure yeah. yeah so that's a i mean uh, the, i've heard the slosh i've heard the slosh many a night <laughs> while i've gone up the steps uh-huh. to bed in a in a sloshy stupor wow yeah, yeah. A- um let me ask you a couple other things about uh, Columbus Ghost Tours because it's not just ghost tours. You also do. I mean, I'm so intrigued by these next two things, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave them out. Bigfoot camping trips. Mm-hmm. Are these Bigfoot camping trips in search of Bigfoot? Are they where supposedly Bigfoot has been? Does what do you what do you believe in Bigfoot? Do yeah. you have you ever seen Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> it's like a, in the commercial. The, 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 was it the DiGiorno pizza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. right. Um, and cheeseburgers and from cheese- uh, uh, the movie. Uh, 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 Harry and Henderson. My name is, yeah, is Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Progressive insurance. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I remember obviously, you know, seeing all the the blurry photos of Bigfoot mm-hmm. growing up as a kid. And, 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 it, and, it's, and there's still... Uh, stuff on television now on the Discovery Channel yeah. in search of Bigfoot. You know, yeah. big, uh, big, the, the legend continues. It does. Where, where, are you, where is your your brain and, and your heart in respects to Bigfoot mythology? Well, you know, I do a lot of writing and research, and as I said, I, I approach everything with a, a, a from a skeptical standpoint initially. Until what is Bigfoot supposed to be? Different people have different ideas. Um, In your opinion, you know, I don't know. I cannot say. But it's. I used to always think that it had to have been some sort of animal, uh, because one thing. It's walking upright. It's walking upright. Well, one thing I noticed doing my research is that sightings in Ohio would be during certain months, and 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 certain along certain routes, and there is this idea that they are um, a. A migratory migrating yeah uh. and, and and it's really interesting often in may uh in early spring uh, you know along the the eastern part of the state there'll be a lot of sightings in may and then in september and when it, when you say sightings these are people who have claimed to have seen oh certainly yeah bigfoot absolutely and have not been able to capture pictures uh-huh. or not been didn't have you know especially now now yeah, yeah. now in our in yeah, our, in yeah. Our yeah. everybody's world, got their phones you yeah. think we'd be you think we'd be riddled you would think with so big, with bigfoot so. pictures yeah yeah you would 
But at the same time, if you uh, are, well, we actually do have, <laughs> the government has released those now, you know, footage of UFOs. Oh, and I'm getting to that. Don't said, worry. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's, but, that's on the list. Yeah, but the, um, uh, yeah, the, the Bigfoot thing, I, I have to say, like, I, I spend a lot of time out in the woods and, uh, there have been times where I think, you know, if something were to happen, I know my phone is always, it always freezes whenever you when don't you need it, when you least need it to, even when I'm like, like, I know there's a liquor store near here. Come on, Google maps. And you know, and then, that, then for some reason it takes like 35 seconds to load at that yeah. particular time. Now, next time you have that problem, yeah. don't go to Google maps. Just call. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, but, get to, I yeah. can tell you where the nearest liquor store is. But um, <laughs> I appreciate that. But I, uh, you know the um I, the bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it you know from from different folks so what is the bigfoot camping trip um, consist of well like you know I said our our ghost tours in the city are meant to um uh introduce people to local history and local businesses mm-hmm. uh and I think that you know with the bigfoot trips we're um getting people out in nature because that's one thing like even if bigfoot isn't real you're getting people out in the woods and they're walking around and they're having authentic experiences instead of sitting on their couch staring at their right. damn phone you know now, do you include while you're on these bigfoot camping trips do you include other elements of what you do uh with columbus ghost yeah, tours well we, basically that, you throw in a ghost story yeah. where you throw in a little little something extra yeah. you know just in case like I don't think we're going to see anything here. Yeah. Well, how those well how those go is um uh, you know we uh, t- take a couple hikes and uh, explain uh, different Bigfoot sightings that have happened in that area, in that area. and and in the history of the state because they go way back. And people are hopeful, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or people are anticipatory but, but what, a little you know, bit. Where we'd like to do those is uh, Salt Fork, which has a is a notorious for Bigfoot sightings. They're, oh they're God, pr- that's right. I used to live in Steubenville, Ohio. Okay, so yeah. I'm very familiar yeah, with Salt Fork. They're pr- they're um uh, that was Bigfoot. That was that was prime Bigfoot territory. A, yeah, that between yeah that and um. Uh, Coshocton and uh, there's a, a kind of a Bigfoot triangle Holy shit, there, and um, uh, and and the actual <laughs> primitive campsite. There's somebody at, in Steubenville, Dino doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> One well, person that, that, that's that, avoided actually, your. Uh, there was actually yeah. a guy named Bigfoot in Steubenville, Ohio, but uh, he he wasn't. Uh, yeah, that was something different. He's a <laughs> silly man in a fur coat. Uh, needs a shave. The, the uh, um. Yeah, the primitive campsite at uh, uh, Salt Fork is called Bigfoot Ridge because of the number of sightings. So basically, you know, we, we walk around the park uh, on trails, uh, mm-hmm. tell you some of the ghosts or the Bigfoot stories that happen there. Then uh, there's a cemetery there where people have gotten, you know, s- some sort of uh, ghostly activity stuff. Visit that, uh, go back to camp, uh, cook dinner sit around the fire and then tell you some of the ghost stories and Bigfoot sightings that happened within that vicinity and then zip up the tent and say goodnight and every branch that cracks will it's, it's, give you will cause your hair to stand on end you think you'll yeah. think it's, the, it's yeah it's Bigfoot. yeah so that's i mean you know it's and uh, that's a lot of fun um uh yeah i enjoy this so. <laughs> once again i don't mean to go to the comical side no, I mean, but if i was on one of those camping trips absolutely. how awesome would it be if he just showed up and went all right, enough already. Seriously, uh, I'm Bigfoot. I'm one of them. There's a lot of us, and and you know what? I'm I'm like you said in the commercial. I'm Daryl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Daryl. Yeah, it's not. My, it's not, my name is Daryl. They're calling me that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the case might. How awesome would that be? Yeah. Just uh, to, you know, 
and yeah. and I, sh- I I would imagine that everybody would just assume that you know Bigfoot being in the wild, it, you know, it, it it'd be it'd be something terrifying and something yeah. that was that was out to to kill and destroy because that's how mm-hmm. he's lived, he's, yeah, and so forth and so on. He just wouldn't be like cool and laid back. Like we, I'd love a beer. I would love a beer. Yeah. Normally, I have to steal it in the middle of the night, and, you know, and crack a bunch of branches and freak people out, and then run like a scared rabbit. But if I could just sit by the fire and have a beer and just, you I, know, I actually the, the tour in, involves. I needed a campfire Bigfoot song for the for the Bigfoot campfire uh, yeah, camping yeah, tour. And I, so I wrote one that yeah. pretty much uh, ends with uh, Bigfoot joining you around the campfire for a hot dog and a there brew. You go. So, you there know, you that's go. a... What a, <laughs> what, what, what a more pleasant world it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If, Wouldn't it? <laughs> Bigfoots and humans living together. Everybody yeah. coming <laughs> together. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay. All right. I've never been a part of one, and it's interesting that, this, that you specify the era Victorian seances Mm -hmm. is part of one of the things that you do uh first of all seances Mm -hmm. and then why victorian well the victorians uh, that was a period when uh the idea of spiritualism and being able to talk to the dead uh was was came more, in, came more pronounced it. and well, more, it, more it, believed. It, it, well, it was never a thing until 1848. Um, uh, there was a, a couple young girls in uh, Hydesville, New York, who uh, the house was haunted. Um, the people that lived there before had been experiencing things, and then this Fox family, the Fox sisters, uh, and their parents moved in, and they would hear these knockings and rappings, and the girls started asking like questions of the spirits and no one had ever done that before and uh, it started answering and it uh uh through a system of knocks and things they arrived at the conclusion that it was the uh, body of a murdered peddler that had been mm. hidden in their basement and uh, peddlers that was a rough trade let me tell you a lot of a lot of peddlers didn't uh make it too long in that career without being shoved into moldy basements um it's 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 i'm gonna uh, scratch it off my list yeah. of future covid careers yes, yes. <laughs> do, uh, do door, not be a peddler no door-to-door salesman <laughs> puts yeah that's not not a not a good one but the uh but these girls they ended up finding some bones in the basement after that but that started spiritualism the whole idea that you could communicate with the dead well, it's, and it's, and seances were born out of that and the the the, the biggest uh seance that I, I know of history speaking is is that do people still gather every year to try to bring back harry houdini uh, is, that, is that still a thing is that still a thing i don't know if it is as much i think maybe in different uh, not his family or you know descendants or anything but so have you conducted actual seances i uh, not um in this facet i haven't uh, these these were more recreations that i've participated in with um uh, witch lab which is a, a an occult boutique here in uh, columbus witch lab yes yeah, so. an occult boutique boutique yeah. which specializes in, in uh you know uh taxidermy uh calves with uh, two heads uh um sculptures of baphomet the uh you know um Incense uh, books on witchcraft and that right. sort of thing. It's like so. a head shop for witches. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Come on. Hansberry. <laughs> yeah, like so not come on. Head shop for witches, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get some nog champa and uh, uh, a shrunken skull. Head shop for witches. <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. <laughs> and a waterbed. Water water of course, a waterbed. Ah, well done, Whitney. Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, once again, I, 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 I bounce back and forth with what you know mm-hmm. and what you consider to be entertaining and intriguing mm-hmm. as far as being a host for all these things and what you believe in. Yeah. So, do is there a part of you that believes that you can? that a seance could be successful and you can communicate with the dead on some level. Well, you know, I, I think that there is a lot of different things that you can will into being. And um, the, the human mind is pretty uh, fascinating uh, organ. And there, some of the techniques that were done in uh, Victorian seances like mirror scrying, where you stare into a mirror in a darkened room and you start to see your face change into that of the deceased that you're trying to communicate with. I, those sorts of things, I remember being a little kid whenever I'd have sleepovers right. with friends and mm-hmm. we'd be like laying in beds that are, you know, like five or six feet apart in the dark talking. And while I'm talking to them, I don't know. I mean, I hadn't. Uh, taken in hallucinogens at that point in my life yet but you would see the you, you'd see the faces change you know it's just your mind what it would do so so i think uh that sort of thing can happen um and it, you can convince yourself that you have uh <laughs> no i'm just laughing because you talked about being as a kid and, and reciting all these things i think i've i've mentioned it on maybe like our, our first or second Halloween podcast. I remember as kids we uh, uh, s- spent the night in our in our church, mm-hmm. which supposedly was haunted. And we're we're talking we're all uh, uh, sixth and seventh graders, and our parents let us stay in the church. But we all heard the story that if you all go around in the circle and say, "I believe in Goody Proctor," mm-hmm. Goody Proctor, I believe in Goody Proctor. By the time you got to the last person. And, and it, you would actually see Goody Proctor. Yeah. And everybody went around, and as each one went around, I believe in Goody Proctor, I believe in Goody Proctor, I believe in Goody Proctor. And it came to me, and I was the last person, and I was freaking out. And I said, I believe in Betty Crocker. I'm going to throw it off a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and then a magical cake appeared out of nowhere. No, it did not. But I fucked it up. I said, I believe in Betty <laughs> Crocker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean that that that, that legend tripping, you know, I, how, how our chill, our childhoods were so good because of all this sort of right. stuff, you know. Right. And that's the that and like, you know, that's the that's the stuff that magic that really makes it. Well, like, and I'm struggling with that now. I've got a uh, my boys are about to be 8, my daughter's 5, and it's, I'm always balancing that line of like yeah. you know of of what's fun ghosts you know they kind yeah. of spooky ghost stories and what's like all right you're crossing the line yeah and I, it'll only grow as they get older yeah but but, but I, I guess with you it, i'm with you it's it's fun it's part of the uh oral history of just storytelling and mm-hmm. having fun and and um the spooky the, the, season there's yeah. one more area i i want to get into uh and and we'll we'll hit this at the end, but uh, we've been talking about Columbus Ghost Tours. Mm-hmm. Is columbusghosttours.com is that is that pretty much uh, the website right yep. there where people can go check things out? That's right. And like I said, the Bigfoot camping trips, the Victorian seances. But uh, you mentioned that you also write, and you write for a website which I checked out earlier this mm-hmm. evening, which I found fascinating. Yeah. And I want to know. On what level do you write for this website? Uh, Anomalyalien.com? Anomalyalien, yeah. Is yeah. is a, a website that, that covers a huge range of 
for lack of a better word, phenomenon, yes. if you will, uh, from UFO sightings to ghostly encounters, conspiracy theories. Um, so when when you write for this particular website, mm-hmm. are you writing as someone who has experienced something? Are you writing as someone who is refuting something? Are you writing as somebody who is investigating something uh, or it, all the above? It would be more investigating. More and, investigating. And, and, and when I say investigating, I would say more like investigating journalism. And, and, and I'm not calling myself a journalist. You know, sure you are. No. But, but I, I'm, I'm researching the history and uh, of these stories and, and the accounts associated with the phenomenon and encounters and then just trying to. Are you qualifying them or disputing them? Uh it depends on what I end up finding out. All right, so let me ask. Can I go, <laughs> you know? let, me, let me go down a laundry yeah, list yeah, of stuff, yeah. and you tell me yay or nay, and we'll stop uh, as we go through it. Uh, UFOs. Do you believe in them? Yes. UFOs. Yeah. Have you had Have you had any UFO sightings? I've never had an experience with UFOs before, um, but I my father actually was a uh, you know a pretty hardened uh, mountain guy that didn't was not prone to flights of fancy. And uh, he and one of his buddies, one time when I was in high school, I was sitting watching Unsolved Mysteries with him, and there was a segment on a UFO, and he was like, saw one of those once, which completely blew me away because I would never expect him to uh, come uh, out with some information like that. And uh, he and his friend had seen something when they were coming back from deer hunting one day, a big red ball of light move across the sky silently right. and then zip off. And now the you know the government, has, uh, the Department of Defense has come forward saying... Yeah, they're there. Well, how arrogant! Because uh, I, I'm with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I believe in, I believe in in UFOs and and UFO sightings. How arrogant to think that we we in this whole magnificent universe <laughs> are the only ones who can actually put shit up in the air and travel into space. Who? How arrogant to think that there can't be other other planets and civilizations. I feel like Indeed. other planets and civilizations. <laughs> I feel like Captain Kirk, Spock. <laughs> Spock. There are other to think that, that that can't be the case. No. No. Yeah, so I'm with you on UFOs. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to be real. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Ghost encounters. We've kind of covered that already. Yeah. You, yeah. you you believe? Yeah. And and I and I through the years I'm becoming more of a believer I still think it's more this of this energy thing that I don't understand yeah. and you know I've not actually ever seen a ghost yeah. I had one experience recently in this house which prompted my friend Ralphie to uh sage up the place do the, yeah, do the where cleansing. I heard where I heard I heard what? voices just the other day? Uh, not just the other day. Oh, no, just, it's the a couple, other day. just the other day. Just, just 10 minutes ago, I heard. No. <laughs> well, no, I, well, you I mentioned the uh, cleansing. I didn't know if that it happened Chip, during the cleansing. Who was coming down the steps. <laughs> just no, I actually heard. They're some, talking now. I actually heard some, some guttural voices uh, in, in, the, in the corner of my bedroom. and uh, That's uh, disturbing. That was disturbing. Wait, it when was, was this? A while ago? I haven't told, I haven't told Have I told you? I haven't told you. I don't think I told either no, one of you. Uh-uh. Did I tell you about the, the well? Ralphie asked me if I heard any more of the voices. Yeah, I, I only heard them one time. Yeah. Uh, oh, what the hell? We're talking. Well, well why, yeah, why, why am I going to hold up? Why am I going back? Yeah. I, uh, I, I was uh, in my bedroom where, where Ralphie, once well, again, Ralphie. Right. Okay. Wait, real, but this is like a week ago or like 10 years this ago? Is, no, no. This is like uh, in the last month. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh now last, we're talking. In the last, yeah. last three or four weeks. I'm last three or four weeks. Again. And uh, and Ralphie was the first person, one of the f- first person that I that I told, and uh, and he's always experienced some sort of uh, presence 
in one particular corner of, of your room of my bedroom. But uh, I, I woke up in the middle, and at first I thought I was dreaming, yeah. and then I realized that I wasn't dreaming. But I actually uh, woke up because I heard something, <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. First, I thought it was just my stomach. <laughs> I, 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 really, yeah, the, I thought it was just like, uh, you know, just having a bad, a bad, you know, reaction to whatever I had done previously in the evening. But once I was up, I actually heard. Oh man, it feels so silly. I actually heard from the corner of the bedroom a low guttural voice repeatedly say, "Kill yourself." No. Kill yourself. Really? Wow. And I heard that, and I sat up for a second, and to make sure that I was up, and I was up, because I looked at my phone, and I wasn't dreaming. I was up. I was awake. And I looked in the corner, and I said, excuse my language, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I turned, I went back to sleep and went back to bed. And, and Ralph asked me, have you heard it since? I have not heard it since. I only heard it one that one time and that one time yeah. only. Yeah. But in the but prior to that, there had been some other strange things that have, you know, my daughter was asking me, does your, does your, does your scale just, uh, is it, does it just light up randomly when, or do you have to actually put your foot on it? That's a digital scale. She goes, well, it just lit up for no reason. You know, there's been a little silly Someone was standing on it. Someone was standing. Someone was standing <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, case. that's new. I mean, your daughter's been living with you for just a couple months. She's been I, about here about a month. So now. Yeah, 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 I mean, that's just a, a, a you know, a, yeah, an uproar of of, of uh, the energy. And so, so, so Ralph came and saged the place up the other day, and he asked well, me today. He goes, he goes, uh, or yesterday, he asked me. He goes, do you notice any difference in the house? I said, I gotta be honest with you. No, I don't feel any difference. I go. My perspective, maybe on on life, is a little bit different, yeah. and the house still reeks of sage. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was that was that was kind of freaky. Well, and and once again, even I, as the skeptic, and I am the skeptic, you know, I I know I heard it, but I'm sure mm. I could probably talk myself into explaining it away to something else yeah. before it's all said. That's what you usually try to do, or at least in my experience, whenever I've had weird things happen, I try to, I'm so busy trying to figure out what it is and what could have caused it that you're not frightened in the moment. Right. Uh, but, and I wasn't frightened in the moment. Yeah. I was actually annoyed. Yeah. And and you woke me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to kill myself. That means I got to go downstairs. I got to find clean something. Up I, 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 gotta, you know, I don't have an axe. Yeah. I don't have an axe. <laughs> he fell on an axe. <laughs> but, the, um, yeah, well, you know, one type. I'm horrible with knots. I can't make a noose. <laughs> oh, that would be a, um, quite an embarrassment, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For bunk. Oh, yeah, Lord. but you find me hanging there in a knot and not dead. Like I had fucked up the knot, so just <laughs> just cut up. it down. He partially, just cut it down. Partially scalped himself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we well, can all. all right. I'm yeah, glad we can all joke about the potential ways. ways I can kill myself. Can fuck up Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's that's refreshing. Well, it's refreshing <laughs> that we can all inject some humor into my 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 macabre death. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> you know, well, one type of uh, haunting we didn't really uh, we didn't address whenever I was talking about crisis. Please and do, and please that do. Was elementals, elementals. Yeah, and those are uh, things that are thought to be um, something uh, older uh, uh, and have never inhabited. Uh, a human form or a body or of any sort. And I wasn't raised religious, but whenever um, people think about demonic hauntings and that sort of thing, that's mm. what it would sort of, you know, this, um, mm. as the elemental. And uh, those are the types of things they seem to get up to. Uh, we uh, heard a lot of stories or did research and found a lot of stories about elementals while doing our tour of Ireland a couple of years ago. But actually I, the the voice that you heard i have to tell you um right before COVID happened i came up with this idea of doing these mystery uh and legend and lore tours of ohio because there's so many really fascinating s places with really great stories that people don't know about and uh, we were loading people up in a bus and squeezing them all together so they could breathe all over each other <laughs> and uh you know for taking them to these different places it'd be a mystery where we'd wind up, wind up. and the very first one was brownella cottage in galleon Brownella Cottage was a, a place that was built by a um, uh, one of the uh, the only person that was a uh, um, in the United States in the Western world to be um, excommunicated from the church uh, for um, going into a, he uh, became a communist and uh, and so his it's it's called a cottage but it's actually a mansion and there's um, <laughs> uh, and there's all this communist uh, uh, like a sickle and hammers and things like that like painted into the walkways and uh, it's a beautiful place. It's, uh, it, it was never been inhabited since he died. It, uh, it was on Halloween day of 1930. I think he died in bed there. And, uh, of course, but that place, uh, we were doing a tour there and, um, they, the, the group who does the, um, investigations and gives the tours, they had some electric voice phenomenon, uh, from, uh, different investigations that have occurred there. And they showed part of the tour was them showing us evidence. And uh, I always tend to be more of a paranormal historian rather than a uh, investigator. Investigator, I try not to poke that bear, you know. Mm -hmm. And we're standing there, and they played this uh, electric voice phenomenon where you get voices on audio that you didn't hear with the naked uh, right. ear. And it was in the kitchen. There's a, that's where the steps are to the basement. And someone was uh, walking down into the basement, and they had a a digital recorder and you just hear normal conversation and noises and then this multi-timber voice that sounds like it's been run through lots of processors and it's very very deep and it says you're mine now <laughs> and it sent why does that chills scare me more than hearing kill yourself <laughs> in my own room why does that scare me it's, more than that it's one of those things that pulls the rug out from under your sense of reality you know your mind you, now <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, i think and, I, you know i think that would freak it, me out a little bit more and it and it having heard it i had a difficult time sleeping that night um oh, just man. you know so That's those act two of a horror movie, huh? <laughs> yeah it is and Holy so shit. i you know wow. some of those things uh they can, they can be pretty frightening, but anyway, you've had a. Oh, I had some other things on there on the oh, list yeah. that, that go down there that they were on. Uh, I don't I don't I I don't know what articles you've written. I didn't go that deep and mm -hmm. some of the stuff that you what, what what have you specialized in what have you contributed to that website mostly well, well they pulled a lot of stuff from my i i use our um uh 
our Facebook as a, as a sort of a blog and our Instagram as well for the business. What is the Facebook? It is booze, B-O-O-Z-E, and ampersand, B-O-O-S, booze and booze. Booze and booze. Which is, uh, yeah, which is how we uh, sort of started with the historic tavern tours. And we've expanded beyond that, but, uh, but he started, uh, they started pulling stories from that and have asked, you know, so there's a variety of different things, but a lot of, uh, uh, local stories from uh, from across the state uh, gotcha. that have really been a focus there. Some of the things that I pulled off of there that they that they cover, and I'm curious if, if you believe in them. Um, the, this one fascinated me just a little bit. astral projection. Uh, I don't know. I mean. I, I was I was born in the seventies. I can <laughs> right. Sort of, you know, I'm, I'm sure if I and the reason that fascinated me because when I was in high school, um, what was his name? Kevin Haverfield. Don't ask me how yeah, okay. I brought that name out of the blue. Yeah. Kevin Haverfield was a devout believer and practitioner in high school of astral projection. Well, well I'm, so I'm going to be the idiot. I, and I, no, I, no, I don't uh, even know. I don't even know what it is. Astral projection is, is a, when you suppose. You go ahead. Yeah, so it's a it's a meditation exercise where you are able to leave your body and uh, leave your body oh, and travel. Yeah, yeah. God, like, like Doctor Strange in the Marvel okay. comics. Yeah, the gotcha. CIA has actually done work with astral projection. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Haverfield yeah. believed that he, that he believed in it and believed he could do it, and tried to teach me how to do it. And being a 15 year old in high school, I remember actually laying in bed, or is it laying or lying? Yes. Okay, whatever. Yes. In bed, yes. uh, and, and and trying to follow, you know, and 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 travel. I don't know where I wanted to go. I maybe that's it. Maybe I didn't have a destination in mind. Yeah, yeah, back then, but back then your goals were a little different. He could leave his his body. I mean, that's a whole nother level of shit. Yeah, not not. I don't mean bullshit. I mean a whole nother level of of shit that you have to focus and concentrate on. If in fact it actually can be the case, and the fact that you said that the CIA actually did research and experiments into it, so they what? So they could go spy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, there's um, and this is a little little thing. Fighter pilots have experienced out of body experience mm-hmm. during while pull, pulling certain G's. Are out of body experience is the same as astral projection, though. They described it as uh, you uh, would describe astral projection, yeah. where they would be outside their plane looking yeah, down uh, at yeah. themselves. Pulling these tremendous mm-hmm. genes, which could, yeah, and that's, and I mean, there is an argument that maybe that's a uh, uh, the oxygen <laughs> levels being depleted, depleted yeah. into the brain, that's but the trigger that but forces but this, uh, indeed, and that's yeah, and that is the thing because there are certain, you know, um, there are these certain things where uh, one thing that I think is really fascinating is like electromagnetic energy. Um, a lot of ghost hunters will use these electromagnetic. Uh, measures to determine whether ghosts are around or not but you know the thing is is there have been studies where they've subjected the frontal lobe to intense amounts of electromagnetic energy and uh this is a this is something uh dolphins and migratory birds use to map their routes but whenever you uh do that to a human brain we don't get a nice little Google Maps right. or, uh, of the uh, instead we start seeing people in the corners of the rooms and hearing voices and that sort of thing, and so there's this uh, idea like you know it, it, could that be is that just or is it just um, short wiring the brain or is it actually tapping us into something just like the and, and see and that and the, that's that's where I run into my dilemmas where mm-hmm. you know where the 
the logical part of me will always try to explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then there's some things I understand. There's some things that you can't explain, but there's a part of me that's 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 that's. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of 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 Sherlock Holmes. Yes, and Holmesian too. logic. Yes, and uh, when you've eliminated the impossible, whatever's left, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that continually uh, pursues that line of thought yes. that something needs the, that the truth is always there whether you can see it or not yes. you are sometimes blinded by the truth you don't yeah. see the truth yes. but it's it, it all it's it's there it exists whether or not you've uh-huh. realized it or seen it is on you yes so that there's that part of me that that always wants to explain away this is why this happened yes well i i I love Sherlock Holmes and I've read all those uh, yes. all those stories as well and you do know that he was an ardent uh, spiritualist and he believes yes. very much he and uh, Houdini had the pact together right. to send a message back after death Correct. if possible so so yeah so I mean it's I you know I always try to look for the logical thing first myself you know but um yeah sometimes these things what can you you know i mean it, it seems to be like there there's definitely stuff we don't understand just like that we it's arrogant for us to think that we would be the only cognizant beings in the universe uh, right. you know it's arrogant for us to think that we know all there is to know about the world that we inhabit um and uh yeah it's it's definitely something that there there are mysteries going on and that's what keeps it so wonderful you know? I, th- I i i think there is i think i think yeah, in, in the in the grand scheme of things, a little mystery is good, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, a little mystery is good to keep you intrigued, to keep you wondering, to keep mm-hmm. you pondering. Uh, and one last thing, reincarnation was also on the list uh-huh. as well. Uh, there, you know that they that they covered that on on anomaly anomalyalien yes, anomaly. it's hard to say. It is, especially is it like it, it, <laughs> even even with the whiskey almost empty, it doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? It really doesn't. It, really doesn't. <laughs> it sort of it sort of jumbles itself there. It's, it's like a Herman Cain as the fly. Did you see that uh, Saturday Night Live? Did Saturday Night Live recently? Yeah, Herman Cain came back re- as a fly, reincarnated no, as a fly on uh, Mike Pence's head. Well, the running that, joke is that every. Everybody says that you know that that, that you know that you get reincarnated as somebody <laughs> famous or yeah. or historical, the case might be. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, to, so what's your th- what are your thoughts on reincarnation well, as, as as moving on to, uh, you know, moving on from this world and coming back as something else? I'm not sure. You know, I personally, I I I sure as hell hope that that's not the case because I don't want to have to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> but but. Um, <laughs> I I have to say, uh, whenever I was very, very young, um, my mother was uh, really into genealogy, and she had this um, f- giant portrait, a photograph of um, a woman who she didn't wasn't able to track down. And uh, one day she was talking to one of her friends uh, about this mystery of who this woman was, and I was probably three or four years old and walked in the room and I said, well, that's Sarah, Aunt Sarah. She used to babysit me. Don't you remember? And my mother started going through, um, in her, in her further studies in the, into the genealogy, she ended up confirming it was indeed a, a relative named Sarah. And, uh, and on our tours, actually, I had a young woman, uh, on a tour, uh, this past week, you know, then her, uh, parents were saying that she had had experience once whenever they were in a cemetery uh, for a funeral and uh, where she saw uh, she was wandering around and uh, um, 
she had a conversation with a man and uh she thought he was a cemetery worker and went and uh talked to told her parents and they asked where he was and turned around no one but she was and and so many times you know these young children seem to have these um experiences where i don't know if it's just that they're not close to it or maybe that we are reincarnated and we still have a little bit of this residual memory interesting yeah interesting. I, so i don't and know interesting that you mentioned children mm-hmm. that children is it because you think it's the innocence of children well that's that not, that, that, in, that invites uh more of those incidents i'm not the, sure the fact that their that their minds have not been clouded and corrupted by whatever the whatever, whatever life might might because you know the, they, they always say the innocence of a child yes and you know if we, if we still had the innocence of a child how much open our minds and our hearts would yes. be if we still were able to maintain the innocence mm. of a child but as we get older we you know we learn more and 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 we uh, we adapt more to our situation we become more cynical we become more opinionated but that innocence of a child goes away and yes. so i always wonder because you always hear about stories about that children have yeah. been very open and have seen yeah. and have heard yeah, there are tv shows about that you know my, yeah where kids are having experiences you know and talking about things that there have been several famous cases where these young children have talked about details of right. their past life that are down to very minute <laughs> instances and there's no way they could possibly i mean it's a five six-year-old kid so <laughs> it's you know that's something uh, really uh you you've got to ponder whenever you hear those stories about what it what is going on with this, that this has been fascinating yeah i mean there's so much more we could we could probably dive into mm-hmm. uh and, and uh and and uh, maybe we can have you back yes, to, to dive into more specific things so. but um our guest has been bucky cutright ColumbusGhostTours.com. They we didn't even get into all. We we I mentioned the Bigfoot camping trips, the Victorian mm-hmm. seances, but you also have done tours in Ireland mm-hmm. and ancient earthworks, which I didn't even get to touch upon. Yeah, because here, I right. know that there's a lot of uh, amazing stuff right here in Ohio. Yeah, in uh, this neighborhood. In this neighborhood, even yeah. that we didn't even uh, touch upon. Part two. So, part so, two so down the road. A part two. <laughs> um, but uh, before Hansberry does all the the business. Uh, throw out all the information you need to, that people should know about as far as contacting you yeah. or the or the the company as far as as finding things and yeah. and being a part of this yes. on, on their own. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's uh, columbusghosttours.com is our website. Um we are our social media handle is booze b o o z e and booze b o o s. Uh, <laughs> I love that. So throw back yeah to our original and uh we're still doing open air, uh, socially distanced outdoor walking tours through the downtown area, um, pretty much every night from October 19th till the uh, 30th. And uh, I'll be all over the place doing a lot of different things. Uh, um, on the 18th, I'll be part of a uh, international uh, ghost uh, storytelling. One event. of the things that Hansberry mentioned, and I apologize for not uh, uh, giving you that due credit, is that you have been uh, listed as. Well, you 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 were told us in passing. There's like one of eight people in the world as a part of this the, ghost yeah, so, or this yeah, there's storytelling. A, there's a there's a um a, a company out of uh, Canada. That's that's the CIA. <laughs> They're shutting us down. Uh, we that's... touched too close to the conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> we're dead. Right here. We're too that's, close. That's a, We've gotten too close to the truth. That's the worst astral projection I've ever heard. <laughs> 
the government's telling us to, uh, the, the, the government the government's telling us to wrap it up. No. <laughs> it's those big black helicopters. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. uh, no, no. Uh, go back. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, the let's get your credit in there. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. Actually, um, there's a uh, Canadian uh, touring com- ghost tour company called the Haunted Walk, and they've put together because. Halloween's going to be very different this year for people to salvage it. They put together a um, a series of virtual haunted campfires, and they've selected eight storytellers from across the globe, and I'm one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So it's a it's a I'm great not surprised, honor. Thank dude, you. because you have so. been absolutely entertaining, interesting fascinating well, educational <laughs> you've, you, you you've covered a, a gamut in an hour and 15 minutes so oh. i'm not surprised well, that you, you would be you one know. of those people I'm, I'm, and we feel privileged <laughs> to have had you on our well, then how do, how do we podcast. dial into it we well, watch it online yeah, or, yeah, or yeah you, if you visit the haunted uh, walk.com you can find the virtual campfire event and then it's it, that's ten dollars a household to do that and but i'll also be participating in a lot of different um free events i'll be doing a uh, Zoom uh, conversations and coffee with the Columbus Cultural Arts Center on the 22nd at noon. That's a free thing. I'll be at uh, Ace of Cups for their um, Murderinos Halloween party on Halloween for a short period. Nice. um, Doing stuff like that. And, you know, one other thing, if I could uh, mention. Yes, by all means. Is uh, it is a different sort of Halloween obviously and yeah. uh, and one thing that I think is I've been encouraging people throughout this whole uh, COVID business is to uh, get out and visit cemeteries uh, Greg joined me uh, <laughs> this past week for a tour and there the reason is is these are open air very uncrowded um, uh, art museums with uncrowded over the living <laughs> yes uncrowded with the living <laughs> Yes, but they're, they're art museums or history museums and that sort of thing. And the um, the symbolism and the iconography on these tombstones is just really, really cool. And, they're and space, fantastic. They're all six feet down. They're, <laughs> yeah. That's, so, That's um, a good point. But the, so I've been encouraged. Unless, unless some of this shit starts to happen. They get a little closer to you. If that happens, <laughs> it's going to be a short tour. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be. Or a very long tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <very> long. <laughs> but, I, but to encourage people to do this, I, one thing I started, it just sort of happened by accident at um, the start of COVID. Some friends were visiting a cemetery, and I said, oh, see if you can find this grave. See if you can find that. And they loved it, and they said, this is so much fun. So I started doing these graveyard bingo games. Graveyard where, bingo? Yeah, where I would uh, create these bingo That's cards. Great. I'm um, do that with my well, I've got one right here, um, so if you <laughs> oh can see God. that. Um, Hold it up to so, the camera, so, yeah. yeah. You know. So, now well, I'll, I'll take a photo. Well, I, actually, yeah. I won't take a photo. No, please, it'll rip yeah. it. Yeah. The, the, now, well, I mean, if people want to rip it, they, that's on their own conscience. This is the thing about these. So these are the things that people look for. Well, yeah. So there's several different cards that I've made that people can go to our website and download, and they're five dollars each. And I'm charging five dollars each right now because uh, so many families have been adversely affected by. Uh, the financial sure. aspect of COVID, I think that it's going to be a really awful winter holiday for a lot of children. And um, I'm donating 90% of the $5 to uh, Toys for Tots this oh, year. Oh, that's awesome. To kind of help. That's awesome. Make uh, 2020 a little less gloomy for the children. Um, yeah. So, and it's fun. I mean, what you you download one, you um, 
print it out and you maybe print four <laughs> copies, get your friends together, you're outside, you're distanced, and you, you're you at a cemetery and you say, And these like, are things that we're supposed to look for yeah, on the tour? Yeah, and say, like, you've okay. got, you've got like like some of these, some of these, yeah. Yeah, some of these are love it. shoes, all right, a wreath, okay, uh-huh. a bird in flight, all right, um... Pentagram or five pointed star. Uh-huh. All right, <laughs> they 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 range baby, in difficulty. Baby laying atop a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, but, yeah. but, but to, 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 there. to Bucky's credit, okay. at the Green Lawn Cemetery, there are they're uh, there. Cemetery, uh, they're all there. With, it's with it's it's a, it's a, it's a variety of, ch- of of levels of challenge there. So yeah, so but the thing is, is this you can do this in any <laughs> bird and flight, <laughs> bird yeah. and flight. Baby, baby, <laughs> but but they're there. They're all there, and people wouldn't wow. normally recognize that or realize that. You don't think about these things, and, this and that's is part in, of any cemetery. Any cemetery that you for the most part, it. you know, yeah, take this. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, Green Lawn. Green Lawn Cemetery yeah. is Green a big one. Um, What's the one right there, just north of Ohio State? Um, uh, uh, Union Cemetery. Union. Uh, there's uh, there's um, a cemetery just uh, near here, Walnut Grove. That's yeah, uh, gorgeous. Wow. Um, that you can you, you just download this anywhere in the United States or show um, it to you again, people. It's a great yeah, idea. it's a fun hol- the, Halloween kind of exactly. Well, that's the thing. thing I was like, you know, people aren't going to be able to do stuff for Halloween. This is a cool thing does, for people to do. I think. And does anybody at the does anybody actually yell out bingo before it's all said and done? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> and when so, it's all you know, really I, 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 yeah. well, I mean, I, I think the way because most of these places are so large you'd have to split up and you'd maybe just you know cross them off as you go i printed that one out on uh, uh, um, <laughs> photograph paper so you could like you know use a sharpie and then wipe it off and uh reuse it and uh, maybe make your friends take a photograph so that you know, b15 beelzebub 15 anybody <laughs> anybody <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to keep the goths off the streets. Public service. Exactly. So, anyway, that's something, you know, I'm just trying to. Um, no, man, that's great. To, that's to, great. To help out. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, and the, and the last thing I want to add is that uh, I didn't know this at the time, but we, we did. We went to the Green Lawn Cemetery and we, we bought a ticket, but. A portion of those tickets are going towards uh, the the reconstruction or the, the well, renovation. The, the, or... the association, the yeah. Green Lawn Cemetery Association. It's I mean it's a, it's the second largest uh, cemetery in Ohio, and um, those are we do tours downtown. We do uh, tours at the cemetery right now. We had some tours for OSU, but because of the increase in numbers. It's not a good idea. Yeah, we were going to do right, that. Right, you walk around campus yeah, and see yeah, some of the spooky uh, spots yeah, on that's campus. More, yeah, that's uh, but. Because of the increased well, numbers you know, of students this time being next back, year, hopefully yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll be talking a different story. Yeah, but um, yeah, so there's a lot of different things, and and the, the tours of Greenlawn Cemetery, we do da- donate um, a portion of uh, every ticket to the association to help preserve it because it's a historic treasure. Well, so. I, I think it bears repeating. Thank you, man. You've well, been, thank you. You've been fascinating. You've been, like I said, interesting, educational, intriguing. Uh, I have so many more questions for a, a part two. <laughs> part two. So, you know, I just, yeah, I just, I could go so much deeper, but I, I'm out of time. And actually, I think I'd like you to come back and and, 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 sure. and, and talk deeper and into some other specific areas. Maybe you and I can chat post-podcast and find some some deeper layers to get into yeah uh, more specific not we, not necessarily our halloween podcast yeah. just 
just a, a fascinating. Well, well, and you brought it, this up earlier. I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but I'm just a big proponent of this. I love it. You do you. you do these tours year round. Yes, yes. So yeah, I mean, no. I mean, you're sure you're busy right now, but but yeah, you think of like a, uh, like an April when things start thawing out mm-hmm. and be you know in like springtime. You know, go out, go when out. When bodies start yeah. thawing. Out. <laughs> <laughs> when no, I love exactly, it. Yeah, you do this all the time. The, Birthdays. The dew kissed uh, cadaver. When the. <laughs> <laughs> the dead enjoy yeah. spring as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Maybe we could get a Ouija board and see if we can talk to. Uh, oh no, man! No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, no, maybe. Okay, maybe. come on, Dino. maybe for the sake of the podcast, I'll do a Ouija board. Um, What's the worst that could happen? Well, <laughs> open a portal to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Aside from that, nothing. No. Okay. All right. Our guest, once again, Bucky Cutright, ColumbusGhostTours.com, where you can check out uh, all the stuff that they're involved in. If you get a chance to go to, and I would love to go to Ireland to, to, to hear some, hear you do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That would be great. And uh, maybe next time we can dig in more into the ancient earthworks as yes, well, because there's so much stuff there. That's amazing. That, that, that could that could probably be a podcast by itself. Oh yeah, easily. All right, so there you go. That's there's there's easily maybe a part three. <laughs> we're not we're not done with you is what um, we're trying to say. Well, whenever your uh, daughter moves out and there's a free bedroom, I just let me know. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Do you live at the cemetery, Bucky? Uh... <laughs> I'll just be here and tell stories in a corner. I'll be a fixture. <laughs> that, that's fine, yeah, man. That's fine. Uh, Hansberry, some business before we conclude. Yes, uh, and I'll try to uh, uh, keep all of the links to, to the Columbus Close uh, uh, <coughs> tours and everything Excuse me. Uh, on our uh, uh, feed. Uh, but go to whiskeybusinesspod.com. Uh, subscribe on your favorite uh, podcasting app, uh, whatever that might be, wherever you're listening to this on. Thank you. Subscribe and share with your friends. Word of mouth is so huge. Yeah. And this time of year, I mean, I've, I've, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on all the podcast blogs. Everybody's looking for good, fun ghost story stuff. Uh-huh. This is fun. And well, definitely, um, we'll definitely push this. We hope that you yeah, push this as absolutely. well. Absolutely. On your social uh, medias. Well, let me do YouTube. You, uh, yeah, YouTube man. whiskey business uh, with Dino Tripodis. Subscribe. Click that little bell icon when you do that. Then you'll get a notification every time we release a video. Yeah, because this is both on audio and video, and this is definitely one I think you guys should check out on on both formats, but if you get a chance to watch it on YouTube as well. Our guest, Bottle, uh, once again, our 145th bottle, by the way, boys. Was it really? Wow. This This is is our 145th bottle on the podcast. Yeah. I tell people that, and they go, you guys have sampled 145? Yes, we have, and there's so many more to so many what are we gonna do for 150 uh i i don't uh, i well it all depends if we if we uh have the guests that i have on that we're planning on having on it might be scotch which we haven't done a lot of scotch whiskeys so we'll see but our our bottle our guest bottle this week has been spirits of the apocalypse of the walking dead kentucky straight bourbon whiskey which i gotta tell you uh for for 19.99 you know i i did taste a little bit of the toffee yeah. And and not so much of the of the caramel, but they mentioned that there's caramel in here. And I mentioned earlier that it comes from an undisclosed distillery, yeah. Yeah. which I don't know why, because they're actually putting out a, a fairly decent product. For you said bucks, you used to be a bartender. Yes. So you, you had no problem with this. I can't remember what it tastes like. <laughs> 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 well, maybe if you wouldn't have been so chatty. <laughs> You, you would have been, you would have enjoyed a bit more of the whiskey. No, man, uh, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, whiskey business, my friends, is a never the luck production, produced on the video side by the very spooky John Whitney, 
and the on the audio side from the very frightening Greg Hansberry, and uh, and our guest has been Bucky Cut Cutright from ColumbusGhostTours.com, and I have been your still alive and living in the present world host, Dino Tripodis. Until the next bottle, see ya. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work, and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com and listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.